the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Numbers run by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive the $500 in bonus cash. That's ProSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. And welcome, everyone, to a Monday morning edition, free agency eve edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. This is your host, ZB. Monday, August 2nd, 11 a.m. here on the East Coast. And I'm joined for a little off-season episode by Munaf. Munaf, how are you, bro? Doing well, man. It's uh, Christmas Eve for NBA fans, I guess we can say, right? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we, we could talk a little bit about this. I think the offseason, a, a lot of people complain that the offseason is more interesting than the actual regular season. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I can say I, I truly love both, but it is certainly very exciting sitting here uh, watching the rumors start to come in. Yeah, I mean, there's it's every offseason, you know, we're always going to get some big names on the move. I know we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, it, it's the one league that never sleeps. Yeah, it's the for sure the one lead that ever sleeps. I mean, I was just looking up when the actual date of, you know, that the Milwaukee closeout game that was just uh, 12 days ago. Right. The NBA, the <laughs> NBA finals ended barely feels like there's been any time to kind of digest that, obviously, with the NBA still pushing their schedule uh, to catch up from the bubble delay last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lot, lots to get to today. We're going to start off talking about the draft a little bit. Then we're going to get into some free agency talk. You know, we know this episode will drop probably right around the start of free agency. So we'll tee up some of the discussion. Not going to get into too many hypotheticals because we'll have more shows uh, throughout the week. Um, I know McKee mentioned this Friday, but we're going to be looking at a Monday, Thursday schedule for you guys throughout the offseason. Um, getting you guys, you know, team previews, checking in an offseason player movement, that kind of thing. We'll also get to some Olympics talk later today. So, Moon Apple, start out with you. I mean, I think we could start it in Houston because they're one of the teams that had one of the bigger drafts. What'd you make of that haul? Obviously an exciting time to be a Rockets fan with uh, Jalen Green and then draft Twitter, love both Shangun and Garuba and Josh Christopher, a lot of talent, McDonald's All-American type player. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a Rockets fan, you couldn't be more excited with what they were able to land in the first 24 picks there, right? Um, obviously we knew Jalen Green was going to the Rockets with a number two pick. But then after that, it got a little interesting because I was the guy when I was on with Dan, we were pre- previewing the NBA draft. I said Shangun was going to be a guy that maybe would probably be a, a top 10 pick. And then I didn't see him sliding outside of 13 because I thought the, either the Hornets or the, the Spurs were going to uh, grab him because they needed post help. But um, and I was talking to a couple of friends. I said, man, this is a good opportunity for the Rockets to kind of trade up and get this guy because we could use another big body 
on the lower block. And then like two minutes later, I see Shams drop a uh, a tweet that the Rockets are trading up to 16. And I was like, mm, maybe it could be. And then he tweeted that they were going to draft him. So I was really excited about that. And they didn't give up uh, their 23rd, 24th pick, at least in the draft for this year. It was, uh, I believe it's two picks um, from Detroit. And I forgot which was the other team that they had to give up. But um, not as valuable as the 23rd and 24th pick that they had this year. Um, and then again, 23 and 24, like you mentioned, um, the two guys that they drafted there. I mean, I guess I, I wasn't really aware of Josh Christopher until the information started coming out about him, at, about Arizona State and how he was close with Jalen Green. So I think that was a great pickup. Yeah. And then uh, Garuba, um, Raphael Stone was talking about how this guy might, might be the best defensive player outside of the NBA and for him to make a kind of statement like that where a Rockets team that really, really struggled on a defensive end last year, obviously it's going to take them t- some time to develop all four of these guys. Uh, I think Jay Green's going to be that one guy that's going to step in on day one in that starting lineup for the Rockets. But um, yeah, I'm so excited, man. I, I was watching it through all throughout the night and then I watched the introductory press conference with the Rockets and, and these guys. So exciting times to be a Rockets fan. Obviously, they're still going to, it's going to take some time to develop these guys, but the future does look bright for the Houston Rockets. Yeah. And jo- Josh Christopher and Jalen Green, legendary summer of 2019 playing on the Nike circuit AAU. They yeah. played together for Vegas Elite. Um, pretty legendary YouTube clips of those. And I'm a big Michigan fan, and Josh Christopher was like supposed to come to Michigan, supposed to be John Howard's first five star. Um, and okay. every crystal ball was had him going to Michigan. And at the, at the final hour, he ended up going to Arizona State. Um, but great, great, great player, great kid. So excited for the Rockets. Um, we could talk a little bit about the, about the betting angle of the draft. I think we both had Jalen Green going number two pretty early. We had that in the Slack channel. So hopefully some people dropped on that. And then as well, you had, um, you know, laying a bit of juice, but with Cunningham, Green, Mobley being the top three, yeah. um, that was kind of dead on throughout the process. So, you know, the, the chalk was right there. And then the draft really did get interesting at four with, with Scotty Barnes and, and that and that switch up. Did you have any action on either of those at four and five? And what did you think of that mix up there? I, I had dropped this in the Slack channel, I think, a couple of days before, and I said this was a, there was a real possibility that that four and five would be switched around. And both of these guys, I think, to Scotty Barnes to go fourth was a north of plus two fifty, and then same with Jalen Green at going at five. And I'm kind of kicking Jaylen myself Suggs. not, yeah, sorry, Jalen Suggs, yeah, yeah, um, for not at least putting down a pizza bet on that, and, and kind of kicking myself about that, but. Um, I wasn't surprised that that happened. I think the bigger um, surprise for me started at number six with Oklahoma City Thunder taking yep. uh, Josh Giddy. Yeah, Josh Giddy going. And remember Memphis, the, the whole Memphis trade just looks really weird now in hindsight, how they moved up to 10 to New Orleans. Right after that yeah. happened, they, it dropped that they were looking at Giddy at 10. And Giddy doesn't even make it to 10. Um, and yeah. he goes six to OKC. I mean, look, they... And we could talk about that in, in junction with Book Knight, who Book Knight was being mocked consistently to go six at OKC. Yeah. I never totally saw that. I mean, I feel like they were going to take more of like a high ceiling swing like this on kind of one of these upside plays like Giddy, six eight. Um, I haven't seen too much of him. Obviously, he succeeded on the international stage. So that'll be interesting. Kind of a guard forward hybrid type player to go along with what they already have with SGA and Poku and 
they can obviously bring in a lot more talent with, with everything they have in stow. Um, did you have any tickets on book night? I mean, he was getting steamed under all throughout the process it ends up dropping all the way to 11, which is crazy. I mean, Memphis did pass on Moses Moody and book night to get uh, Zaire Williams at 10, who also went way under his prop. Yeah, I didn't have any on uh, Josh Giddy, but I did uh, on Jonathan Kaminga. I had a over six and a half. I think yeah. I dropped this in our in our yeah. Slack channel. I said I had to oh, go ahead. No, I, I was saying you you mentioned that to me. Yeah, I think I had a over six and a half on them, and then I think it. I want to say it crept up to seven or seven and a half for him, and I took the under on that seven and a half. So I got a nice middle there because. I think every single mock draft had Jonathan Kaminga going to the Warriors. And um, I think Warriors had a great draft. I know we can get to them at 14. Um, but I think that was my first or my second ticket that I cashed um, for the night. Jalen Green, like I said, we had I had dropped this on July 1st when the NBA draft props uh, landed on DraftKings. And Jalen Green was at plus 125. Got all the way steamed up to minus 500. But um yeah i think i think that this was a for sure pick for the warriors at number seven yeah and the warriors get kuminga at seven moses moody at 14 i thought that was a nice job by them yeah what's interesting is that kuminga is the one who's picked higher he's kind of seen more as a project mm-hmm. whereas moody has some more plug and play ability what did you think of the warriors not really not i mean there was obviously a lot of noise they might try to move seven and 14 where that's for bradley mm-hmm. beal or other starters i mean what do you kind of make of this team? How good can they be next year without having made a move? Now you do kind of have a nice collection of young players, but are those guys going to be helping to win now? We saw that didn't really work out great with uh, Wiseman last year. Yeah, I think one thing that we have to remember with the Warriors is that this team was, even before they had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson were the best backcourt in the NBA at that time. And they still are uh, in one in the Western Conference, one of the best backcourts, right? I mean, the uh, problem is that with Clay Thompson coming back from two, I think two of the worst injuries that you can have in basketball, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of responds from that. Um, they still have Draymond Green, Anthony, or sorry, Andrew Wiggins is still there. Um, I think they can still make a move. I think for them, it's probably adding depth around Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Um, but if Moses Moody is a guy that you can insert onto your bench coming off the bench for the Warriors, I think that's going to be huge for them. But um, it's the Warriors, man. I, I still expect them to maybe make a move here, not maybe for an all-star because we heard about Bradley Beal that he's committed to the Wizards and he wants to stay there and they're going to try to build around him. Um, but if another player does come available for the Warriors, I think they have for sure the pieces to make a move. Yeah, and they've been connected in the past couple of days to uh, Andre Iguodala, who Miami didn't pick yeah. up his option, as well as Nicholas Batum. So, I mean, if you bring in both those guys, that's a, re- a couple of really nice wings. You still have Jordan Poole hopefully taking another step in the backcourt. So, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to be a playoff team. We will see what the top of the West – I mean, how good do you really have to be to, to contend in the West? You know, is the Lakers thing going to work? We haven't even talked about that yet. Um, Clippers without Kawhi. But let's take a quick break here, and then we're going to come move through a little bit of the rest of this first round here. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is run by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of the Win Las Vegas experience to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get into all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, 
MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sports, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season's about to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, the Atlanta Falcons are 80-1 to to win the Super Bowl, but they have one of the easiest strength of schedules in the league. If you think they'll get off to a hot start, Make that 80-1 to bet for the season, and they'll sell for a big, big profit. After only a couple of weeks, they get some wins early, so that could be a good way to make some money on ProSwap. The average seller on ProSwap makes over $500 per month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to ProSwap.com or download the ProSwap app. ProSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming back off the break, any other picks throughout the rest of the first round that you wanted to hit on? Um, picks you like, didn't like, moves you, moves you, um, you know, saw what they were doing or didn't didn't see anything? Yeah, I think the other one for me or two is going to be the Spurs at twelve. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a a big shock for me because. Like we had mentioned with uh, NBA draft preview that we did with uh, I did with Dan, that I thought a big man would go there because they didn't have that presence, right? They had they have great guards on that team, they have good wing depth, but front court was an issue, and I thought they would end up getting Kai Jones or 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 Shanguna at that position, but they went another shooting guard, and then uh, the pick right after that, I have to formally thank you for this uh, and pointing me towards the direction of, of Chris Duarte at third. 13 because oh yeah when you had first mentioned yeah when you had first mentioned this his draft position was at 19 and a half and i quickly quickly pounded absolutely pounded that under and then throughout i was checking his uh draft position every single day and i was dropping it in our in our slack channel and telling you <laughs> oh man he's down to 17 and a half 16 and a half i think he got all the way down to 14 and a half so uh, and he still went under that that one yeah, he, he still, still went, went under, under that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think honestly, I was even late to it. I think in the beginning of the process, he was closer to like twenty, high twenties. Um, yeah. I also was able to get down on a Primo twenty six and a half. I think Primo was one of the old. I think he was the youngest player in this draft, um, and he has a lot, like very toolsy. Obviously, didn't produce that much at Alabama as just a really young freshman. But I think he's one of those guys. Like, yeah, it's a weird COVID season. Um, you know, let's just take a shot on a guy with talent. Yeah. And that's what the Spurs did. Look, I mean, I think it's, it's always interesting with draft because this is all with the grain of salt that, you know, any of these these teams know more than we do and any of these picks could, could work out well or, or not. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think the Davion Mitchell pick at nine, I think a lot of people thought that was an interesting. They did just move off of uh, DeLon Wright, so it le- looks like at least Davion Mitchell will be their third guard right away. Yeah. Um you know, kind of a questionable pick with the backcourt they also have. But, you know, Franz Wagner at eight was able to hit an under 10 on him as well. Um, but, yeah, overall, it was a really fun draft. Uh, I thought it was really great to watch. What What's your stance on the uh, Woj and Shams tweeting out the picks before it happens? I, I think it's pretty annoying because it's fun to just watch it on TV. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think uh, – and they're like – 
they're almost like two, three minutes ahead of when they're oh, announcing yeah. that pick. No, like so four, like they're like three or four minutes ahead of every single yeah. pick. And Kate Cunningham at eight hours early. The entire top four is eight, eight hours early. Yeah. Three. I mean, I, I, at that point, I try to stay off of Twitter, but unless I'm sweating like a huge bit, like the Chris Duarte pick, um, I, I'll check if he's getting picked. But other than that, I kind of like watching um, just Adam Silver coming out and making those, uh, announcing those picks. Um, I quickly did want to mention, I think we got to tip our hat and give a round of applause to the NBA for, for their, um, I guess for their, for their, their, their tribute to Terrence Clark yes, from Kentucky. Uh, that was really touching. That was awesome to see. So, um, you know, uh, he was supposed to be a, a great talent out of Kentucky, but uh, unfortunately no, no longer with us, but I thought that was, that was really nice what the NBA did there. Yeah, that was that was a great touch and uh, rest in peace, Terrence Clark and, you know, all of his Kentucky teammates and family. That was definitely a great moment uh, to see that tribute from Adam Silver. Very touching, like you said. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it for the draft. Uh, One of my my favorite times of year, I think draft prop betting is really, I think, really fun. I mean, it's just kind of how much sports you, you know, you're spending time on Twitter and just seeing these mock drafts come in based on source reporting. And then you got to kind of fire on those like. It's, it's a fun way to go about it. I thought great draft season. And yeah, I mean, this top three was kind of stone cold all the way. And then from mm-hmm. there, it was really kind of all over the place in terms of people being accurate and a lot of people, you know, kind of falling, not falling. Um, I am excited to see all these rookies come uh, coming out this year and see what they can do. Let's turn the page a little bit to free agency and let's start with the, with the Russell Westbrook trade. Um, what were your thoughts on it? I know this one probably hits a little bit close to home for you. Um, yeah. You know, is this going to work or is, is there everyone rightfully t- too concerned about the spacing? It's really going to be interesting to see how this works because now you're primarily going to have LeBron playing off of the ball. Now you have a point guard in there that can take over the ball handling duties for the Lakers. Um, it's tough because we know Russell Westbrook doesn't have a true jump shot, right? He's not a consistent jump shooter. Uh, I mean, he can get in a game or two or a couple games throughout the season, he can get hot from outside. But other than that, this is a guy that attacks the rim, finishes on the basket, tries to get to the free throw line and knock down his free throws. Um, and I think LeBron also, right? LeBron isn't doesn't have that consistent jump shot like a Kevin Durant or James Harden. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're really going to have to surround those three guys with Anthony Davis, LeBron, and um, Westbrook with shooters. And – Buddy healed. I mean, I'm not sure if that's going to work out anymore with with the with the uh, with the salary crap and things like that. But I think this was in the making. I saw a piece that said that Westbrook was trying to get back home to LA, whether it was it was going to be with the Clippers or the Lakers, and now he's back home with the Lakers. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I'm not sold on it yet, but I think that this is a clear indication that now, with obviously with Westbrook, that Chris Paul wasn't going to come to LA. Um, I said that if 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 they went out and got a superstar, it just was an indication that Chris Paul wasn't going to go team up with his buddy uh, LeBron. Yeah, I think that that's a good take on. It. I mean, I, I think everyone obviously coming off coming off the trade, the thing everyone's talking about is the lack of spacing and kind of how will LeBron yeah. and Russ be affected by playing together. Anthony Davis keep pointing this out. He he shot twenty six percent from three last year. I think people see him as like unicorn stretch five. He's not yeah. a great three-point shooter, at least as he showed last year. I mean, maybe he could rediscover some of the bubble magic when he shot it great. But it kind of takes me back to 
the Nets last year when everyone was saying, oh, there's only one ball, you know, how are, how are Harden and Kyrie and KD going to play together? I mean, I feel like, like the coaching staff is aware of the most obvious like flaw with the roster construction. Like yeah. Frank Vogel isn't sitting there thinking, you know, oh, we're going to have a ton of spacing and, you know, Westbrook's going to spot up. Like they will do everything in their power to address this concern. I think, like you said, it's going to come down to filling out the rest of this roster with shooting. Um, you know, can they, can they convince somebody to maybe take a little bit less money to come play with this team? Um, um, but yeah, it does rate it going back to the question about golden state earlier. I mean, how good is the best team in the West really going to be like if the Lakers, you know, are they going to be as good as they were in the bubble? Um, I mean, if they can get back to that level, that's pretty good. That's, that's nothing crazy. Um, the Clippers, if Kawhi misses the entire year, I mean, the number two is wide open. Like if the Suns and the Jazz and the Nuggets um, and, you know, the Warriors take another step and the Mavericks take another step, all those teams, like I think the West could be pretty open um, if if this experiment with Russ doesn't work out. If they could find a way to optimize Russ, uh, I think they're going to be they're going to be truly lethal. And obviously it comes down to the health of LeBron and AD as well. Um, but very interesting trade there. I think it's a kind of picture. I don't know why my, my first reaction to this trade was just picturing the looks of agony on their face, on the face of, <laughs> on the face of LeBron and Russ have been second round or something like this. This is, this is just such an all in. I mean, of course you go, go all in. You have LeBron James, but like this is just such a fade. I mean, it's just going to be very interesting to see how this goes. Yeah. I think the fitting is definitely going to be interesting um, for Russ. I mean, he can knock down that elbow jump shot. Or, or within like 10 to 15 feet from the basket. But God forbid this guy starts jacking up three-point shots. Yeah. Um, yeah, LeBron's going to have that look on his face that what the hell are you doing? But um, certainly going to be an interesting fit. Um, I think this is definitely wa- more wide open, right, from top to bottom. I, I think Utah is going to be back. Um, I think they'll, they're, if they're able to stay healthy, get Conley back, and, and some of these guys, uh, you know, we've heard about Joe Ingles being in trade rumors also. But yeah. Um, I think they can be a top three, top four seed in the West. I think I'm, I'm really high on Golden State coming back next season, having Clay back with Curry and Draymond and, and Wiggins, and then uh, however they fill out the rest of their roster. Um, and then after that, it's kind of wide open, right? Dallas still has question marks. So, I mean, who's going to be next to Luka? Uh, they have cap space. Um, you know, Denver with Jamal Murray not going to be there pretty much for the maybe three fourths of the season with, with the uh, ACL injury, that's going to be interesting to see. So definitely uh, the West is going to be a lot more intriguing than it, uh, of the Eastern conference. Yeah. And you know, the, the Kawhi and the Jamal Murray injury also leave open the possibility, like the seating could be messed up. Like if, if they end up struggling in the regular season and get healthy late, yeah. then like they end up like the seventh seed and then someone really good gets knocked out in the first round. I mean, we saw that this year almost happen with the Lakers Suns. Uh, series that you know I was on the wrong end of and you got you got to celebrate your pick there um, and then we can also talk about I mean, we're gonna you know find out obviously a lot tonight free agency opens at 6 p.m eastern tonight but one of the biggest rumors floating around right now is the idea of a Kyle Lowry acquisition for the Miami Heat uh, rumor that he is very close to Jimmy Butler and would like to be playing there so you know what, what was kind of your reaction to that trade and how far up the east could that vault them if they do get Kyle Lowry yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be really fun to see when you have two dogs on this on this Miami Heat team. I mean, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, blue collar guys, right? And um, I think that this will be a good fit for Lowry in Miami. That kind of takes away the ball handling duties for Jimmy Butler and having him play off the ball. Um, Kyle Lowry, we know a guy he can he can shoot the three, he can get to the basket, create the contact. 
Uh, he's he, He'll be vocal in the locker room along with Jimmy Butler. I think that'll probably for sure catapult them into top – God, I want to say top three. Yeah, top three. Why not? I mean, I mean Philly's going to be – them, It's them versus Philly, yeah, for top for that. Yeah, third. exactly, right? And then we don't know what Philly is doing with Ben Simmons and what their return is going to be. We heard the rumors of what they were kind of demanding from the Golden State Warriors. I'm sure they shut that phone down real quick. But, um, yeah, if they're able to land Lowry, you still have uh, – obviously, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. I'm sure they can add another piece or two. Maybe, you know, who knows? They can get DeMar DeRozan on a discount. There's some other names. That like, well, they, they can also try to bring back Duncan Robinson. Um, yeah. You know, it, that would have to be, be expensive, but possibility. Yeah. And I was seeing, I was reading John Hollinger's piece on uh, the athletic. And I think they're saying that his contract might be around 18 to $19 million a year. So, um, you know, do you want to pay that to a guy like that? That That's up to the Miami heat, but um, definitely there's a lot of possibility for this Miami heat team adding Kyle Lowry, but I do love the fit. Love the fit. It's obviously it's exactly what you want out of a, a point guard to go along with the primary creator at the wing position like Jimmy Butler. I mean, you want that point guard that has the on-ball capabilities, but is also more than fine just spotting up and being a knockdown three-point shooter when he when Jimmy Butler is the one creating, which he will be, you know, down the stretch of playoff games for this team. That's kind of like that's why I love the fit of Kyle Lowry for the Lakers last year. I mean, how much are they regretting now? You know, not going after just giving Taylor Norton Tucker up last year for Kyle Lowry, um, yeah. you know, would like their team much better than with Russ. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of other rumors out there that Lowry thing, not set in stone, obviously, but Woj gave a very uh, conditional type of report um, on that one, trying not to disturb the, uh, the, the tampering period as what happened to Bogdanovich last year. But yeah, let's take, <laughs> let's take a quick break here and then we're going to come back and we're going to get some more free agency rumors that are out there. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast, joined by Paramount Plus. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus, streaming over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primara Division, the Brazilian NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers. Guys, I'm not great with the soccer team names here, but it's featuring the stars from the U.S. and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. See, I think I got all those right. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at $1 million. Guys, download the app and sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. The SGPN app is also now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, giving you easy access to picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download that today. It's the SGPN app. Download it today. So we can start in the, in the point guard market. Looks like Chris Paul going back to Phoenix and Mike Conley going back to Utah, all things considered. What do you make of those fits? And, and you know, who do you like better going into next season if both teams run it back, Utah or Phoenix? I think I like Utah better in that spot. And no disrespect <clears throat> to the Phoenix Suns and what they were able to do. 
this uh, past season, but I feel like, you know, the, the injury part of it did play a factor for them. Right. But uh, you know, when we kind of did the wrap up show after the NBA finals, I said that this is a team that needs another scorer on this roster. Chris Paul, if he does return, he's going to be a year older. You know, he he's dealt with injuries, right? I mean, we had the shoulder issue this year and then, you know, the hand issue in, throughout the playoffs. And then when he was with the Rockets, we had the hamstring issue. So, you know, he's going to be a year older, um, you know, so they're going to have to get someone else on this roster um, as far as scoring. Um, uh, who's that going to be? I'm not sure, but I feel like a guy like a Gordon, a, a Eric Gordon type of guy from the Rockets, maybe off your bench or in that starting position would probably be boding well for a team like Phoenix that gives you another guy that can, you know, give you 20 points per night for sure. If, if he gets the minutes, um, but I'm not sure what the contract is going to be for uh, Chris Paul, but turning down $44 million for one year. I mean, what would you do in that point? He's going to, he's going to make more because of, I mean, he's going to make more like he has, he basically has Phoenix bent over the table right now. I mean, yeah. What what they built up with, with their fan base and they just made a finals run and you need to keep Devin Booker happy as well. Like he basically, he has a plenty of leverage against Phoenix and you also have like, I'm sure New York would be willing to happily throw at him like a two year, $80 million deal. Like, am I crazy to say that? I mean, the Knicks have that much cap space. I, I think Chris, it, it, and it speaks to how miraculous his late career has been despite those injuries that he suffered that have kept him from a championship. Like mm. people remember, like he went to OKC, people basically thought he was washed and it was like, okay, you know, are they going to buy out Chris Paul? Like that contract is toxic. Now he's, you know, undisputably a top 20 player in the NBA, just stewarded a team, you know, as their second best player to a finals run. Yeah. Um, and he's about to cash in again. So credit to him. Yeah, I think uh, I think Utah and Phoenix are going to be similar next year. I think with Utah, the thing that you like yeah, that's like they weren't totally healthy down the stretch of the season, um, and they've shown that their ceiling is really high. I think I think for them, it's like they're a great regular season team. They've proven that now is the time for them to kind of reorient to try to go win a championship. They kind of remind me of maybe the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit prior to this season, yeah. even though they didn't they don't have that ring in stow, um, or they didn't they didn't have a player as good as Giannis Antetokounmpo either is, is what I mean to say. Um, so yeah, that's going to be definitely an interesting battle there. And, and obviously this free agent point guard situation kind of sets up now the second tier of guys who are going to be able to jump up some, some of the bidding war, Lonzo ball, Dennis Schroeder, Spencer Dinwiddie. Those are guys who stand to um, stand to make some money off of, off of, off of all those guys returning to their own team. Cause now the cast based teams are looking at those guys. Any predictions uh, for those three? Yeah, I think the the most intriguing guy will be Lonzo Ball, right? Yeah. And we've been hearing rumors about uh, with Chicago Bulls maybe maybe making him an offer. Uh, I'm not sure he wants to return to the Pelicans, so I'm going to say that he for sure is not going to be back there. Um, I think Boston is maybe kind of intriguing for Lonzo Ball. What do you think? I like it. I, I think it kind of – he's kind of Kyle Lowry-like with his catch-and-shoot three-point ability and his ability to play off ball. So yeah. that would kind of be a nice compliment to the two wings that because you want the ball in their hands a lot. I, I would like that fit. Yeah, and I'm seeing John Hollinger right now for the Athletics saying a double sign-and-trade maybe in the works that would send Lonzo out and Devontae Graham to the uh, Pelicans and then Lonzo heading to – 
to play with his brother. That would be interesting. But yeah, yeah, I think that would be the first domino there. And then, um, you know, with Dennis Schroeder, I mean, the stuff that we've heard about during the regular season with the Lakers about the locker room stuff. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a shooter fan. I don't think he's a, he's a point guard that can lead you to a, to being a contender, maybe getting you to the conference finals. Um, Spencer Didwitty is really intriguing to me because this guy's a bona fide scorer. We've seen what he can do with the Nets uh, prior to his injury and before the big three got there. So, um, you know, New York is a intriguing destination for or both of those guys. Um, Dallas is, you know, going to be in the market. I think Didwitty next to Luca is kind of intriguing. Um, you know, so, so, so I guess those are some of the things that I'm kind of looking for. And then again, Boston, they do need a point guard, right? Since they traded away Kimba Walker to uh, OKC. So that's going to be another opening uh, for some of these point guards, the second tier ones, at least. Yeah, also just got a, a real GM uh, drop, so you don't know how much to trust it, but that Boston may be looking to trade Marcus Smart uh, instead of extending him, so that could be interesting there. Um, yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll definitely have a reaction show with some of these moves from the first couple of days, other big names that maybe on the move I mean guys like you know Will Barton, Duncan Robinson, Tim Hardaway Jr., um, you know, Kelly Oubre, another big name. Uh, so not too many stars. Kawhi Leonard situation, although that looks to be headed back to Los Angeles, still something to monitor. So stay tuned on the feed. Check in with us on the Slack channel to sg.pn slash Slack. We'll be reacting to moves as they come in and then look out for a show on this feed Thursday. We'll get to you guys with, you know, the early signings and kind of how those things shape up the league going into next year. Before we get out of here today, let's check in on the Olympics a little bit. Munaf's been handicapping the Olympics. I'm excited to start to kind of check in, although I will have to stay up past midnight tonight to watch this game. United States taking on Spain in the in the what is the, the quarterfinals here? Quarterfinals, yes, sir. Quarterfinals. So walk us through the bracket a little bit. Any betting odds that you like for this uh, you know round of eight that are left? Is the U.S. going to make it? What are we looking at here with this uh, Olympics quarterfinals? Yeah, so if you if you really kind of have to study this bracket because it is a little confusing. So, like you mentioned, the U.S. takes on Spain tonight um, at around what twelve forty Eastern time for you. Yeah. yeah so um, they beat Spain, I believe, in that third uh, exhibition game. So I thought the the competition for the U.S. team is going to be either Australia or Slovenia, but they're avoiding Slovenia in their bracket. So kind of set it up for the, for the U S team, obviously, like we mentioned Spain tonight, and if they're able to get past Spain, then they'll take on the winner of Australia or Argentina. And we saw that the U S played uh, both of these teams. They, they beat Spain in kind of that third game where they had lost the first two against, I believe it was France and uh, Nigeria. And then um, the, over the last two games, we've kind of seen the dominance that we're used to seeing from team USA. Um, the first night it was Damian Lillard who led scoring for the U uh, S men's team. And then uh, Kevin Durant bounced back nicely against the Czech Republic. So um, it, it kind of seemed like they found their groove. Now, now is where your test kind of starts, right? You're going to go up against a better team in Spain. Now it's, it's, it's a winner go home time um, for the team USA. Uh, I haven't seen a line yet, or I haven't looked it up. Do you see one? For tonight's game, we're looking at yeah. Spain uh, plus 12. Okay. Also have Germany, uh, Slovenia favored by 14 and a half over Germany. 
France by eight and a half over Italy and Australia by eight and a half over Argentina. Any of those stick out to you? Um, I think Australia minus the eight against Argentina. Um, you know, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills on that team. Uh, they've been playing well throughout this entire uh, yeah. group stage. I believe they won all three of their games in, their, in the group stage. Let me pull that up here real quick if I can find it. I think they did. Yeah. So uh, I think Slovenia is really intriguing, man. I think they have a path to kind of get to the finals. Uh, they have kind of the easier bracket. If they get past Germany, they'll take on the winner of Italy and France. I mean, France is, has a lot of NBA talent on that team. But as far as to kick it off for tonight, um, I, I'm going to – I want I'm – I'm kind of weary of laying that many points with Slovenia, but Luca has been undefeated playing for his country. And then with Team USA, uh, since they took care of business against uh, Spain in, in the group stage, I think this is a, if, if U.S. really pushes the pace because the Spain team is, is, is kind of older with the Gasol brothers and um, you know Rudy Fernandez, these guys are older. So if they're able to get up and down the floor against the Spain yeah. team, I think USA should have an easy time uh, advancing to the semifinals. Yeah, we 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 will see uh, Rockets legend Usman Garuba probably getting some rep, reps on yes. Kevin Durant tonight <laughs> and Jason Tatum. So that that'll honestly be fun for to watch as a Rockets fan for you. Um, your prediction for the gold, silver, bronze for this oh, year's uh, basketball Olympics. Uh, let me see a lot. Let me pull up the bracket again. Um, I think USA will find a way to get to the finals. I mean, when you have Kevin Durant, yep. I, mean, I don't want to run down the list. You have the NBA talent. There's no reason that you shouldn't get to the finals. I would love to see Slovenia versus USA in the, in the NBA finals, Luca versus the world. I think that, that would, that would, be, would a, be crazy. That would be a lot of fun to see. So I'm going to go with that. Um, Team USA led by these uh, NBA superstars and the Luka Dantage of Slovenia against uh, Team USA in the final on Saturday. That That's something that I'm going to be rooting for and that I think could for sure happen. Yeah, so maybe some opportunities to get down on Slovenia. Yep. Looking forward to it again. So you'll have some games tonight and then throughout the rest of the week, I believe the champion, the finals are on Saturday, I think. Yeah, Saturday. Um, so, yeah, so lots of basketball this week. Moon up, great show this morning. Anything else that you want to get to before we get out of here uh, for this Monday morning show? No, uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, NBA free agency opening. Like you said, uh, we're out four thirty-five o'clock. Um, I'm sure a lot of news will be coming down as free agency opens. Um, I did lead, uh, read a report that Woj said that the uh, rookie, the the guys that are rookie deals like Luca and Trey, they can't be offered theirs until midnight Eastern. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of, lot of movement, a lot of signings. Hopefully it'll be a, a crazy NBA free agency like we're used to. Um, so I'm excited for it, man. Yeah. Mark Stein actually did just report that Luca is expected to sign a five year, $202 million extension with Dallas. So there you go. That one will be uh, wrapped up. Looks like earlier rather than sooner. Um, yeah. Great show this morning. Um, Muna, where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824, uh, dropping all type of content uh, in the month of August with there's football. Um, I'll have, I think I should have a Men's USA uh, Olympics article up uh, today. And then uh, MLB stuff had a great podcast last night with Minty Betts. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and just getting ready for football, man. It's going to be a busy month. 
yeah, there we go. It's going to be a great month. Uh, make sure you're tuning to everything. SGPN. Find co- uh, articles on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All the podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Please rate, review, subscribe if you like them. This is the NBA Gambling Podcast. If you're not with us on the Slack channel, get on the Slack channel. It's at sg.pn slash Slack. Talking all things basketball, every sport, gambling. Lots of DJs in there talking. So get in the Slack channel. If you're not, you can follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Again, I'll be back Thursday, Mondays and Thursdays throughout the offseason. So have a good one, everybody, and let it ride. Basketball.